Today, in a very special episode of Killin' Missin' Hidden, we explore five of the most unique and bizarre cryptids ever said to exist in this world. And we do so with two amazing, charming, hilarious, and prestigious guests. This will be an episode of Killin' Missin' Hidden that will no doubt live in infamy. So enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special edition of Killing Miss and Hidden. This is your super best friend, Brad. And why am I introducing this as a very special episode? Because we have two very special guests with us today. The lovely and talented sister hosts of the Dead Curious Podcast, Jessica and Roxanne. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're so excited. So, KMH peeps. <laughs> <laughs> well, right off the bat, I wanted to give you guys the floor so you could pimp your own show. Uh, so that way, all of my awesome listeners know why they should also become your awesome listeners. All right. Well, um, my name's Roxanne, and this is my sister, Jays. Hi. Yeah, that's when she say hi. <laughs> and uh, we have a, a little podcast of our own, a little bit different to what Brad is doing here at KMH. We uh, we are called Dead Curious, and we like to talk about uh, creepy things, any creepy thing. Um, sometimes it's uh, something like serial killers. Most of the time it's something like, uh, you know, yetis and ghosts and haunted houses and um, creepy Pasta, that sort of thing. Basically, anything that we're interested in that that week, and we have a very talented artist um, named Christine who is from the Pencil Heart Arts um, page on Instagram, and uh, she she illustrates all of the stories that we tell. So it's actually given us a really cool um, Instagram page to follow. It's very aesthetic, and that's about it. Very aesthetic, very yeah. And uh, that's us. That's that's what we do. Yeah, I, I, Christine is amazing at what she does. Her her artwork's crazy good. Um, so talented. I'm glad y'all mentioned her. And I, a good host would have introduced y'all individually. So I apologize for not doing that. But you knew what you were getting into when you agreed to this. Ah, Brad, we're huge fans of your show. We know how you do. I just stumble through it for about 30 minutes and see what comes out. <laughs> I love it. Very, very authentic. Yeah. I like it. That's a very nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do want to piggyback off of what y'all said, uh, at least for my listeners. Dead Curious is one of my favorite podcasts in all seriousness. It's Aww. easily in my top three. Thank you. Um, I think y'all do a fantastic job in every episode. And what I like most about it is, you know, most of the podcasts I listen to are from the U.S. or the U.K., but y'all are from South Africa. And so you bring a totally different perspective to a lot of your stories than what we're used to hearing. And Oh, you think so? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, well, just the topics you cover, the cryptids you cover, they're things that we don't hear about here in the U.S. 
Oh yes, he's our first season. We're in our second season now, which mm-hmm. is just about um, the previous Soviet states and that er- that side of the world. Um, but our first, our entire first season was just on South African stuff. Um, yeah, and it was quite difficult to do because it's difficult to research stuff that other people haven't spoken about really. But yeah, it was fun. I think it made for an interesting season. Yeah, a little bit. But it's nice to hear that um, that people around the world are enjoying that aspect of it. So thanks, Brad. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's really well done. Um, so thank you all for doing it. So, but let's get into today's topic. Now, I don't think I've told you all what we're talking about today, have no. I? No. Uh, so this is going to be hitting your ears as it hits the listener's ears. So... I know y'all requested something spooky rather than a traditional true crime episode like I do. And I think I found an excellent topic. Not to oversell it, of course. (laughs) But today we are going to talk about the five most bizarre cryptids alleged to exist. Oh, awesome. Okay. I'm into it. I think I found five cryptids that honestly will make Mothman look like a barn owl or Bigfoot uh, if look you like a snare. see how widely I'm smiling right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is my jam, guys. And I have to toot my own horn here. You know that I'm a certified cryptozoologist from the Center of Excellence out of England. Yes, you said so. Yes. <laughs> that I didn't so, know. I, uh, wow. I know. I and I graduated from the course with distinction, I think they said. Oh, cool. And it, it totally wasn't one of those courses where you just pay $30 and then get a certificate that you had, you know. Oh, it was okay. rigorous. It was just <laughs> exactly what you would expect from a place called Center of Excellence. That's awesome. Um, and before we jump in, I'm gonna give props to the Mysterious Universe website because they provided a bulk of the list that I've put together. And it's just a good website all the way around if you like stuff like this. So, are you all ready to have your minds blown? So much. All right. Let's get into it. Now, I've ordered them in the order that I find most interesting. And y'all can criticize me on this at the end. If you by, by the most interesting first? Last. Uh, okay. okay, perfect. Okay, yes. perfect, perfect. So, we're going to build up to the good stuff. Not that the first awesome. one's bad. But we're going to start off with the water dragon of Lake Shulan. Okay. Okay. Lake Shulan is a huge lake that sits in north central Washington state. It's like 60 miles long and somewhere in the neighborhood 1,500 feet deep. And it's, you know, used for fishing and boating and whatever else you do at a lake. Um, Yet... Legends claim there's something terrifying that lives in the depths of this lake. A water dragon. That's right. Not some sort of prehistoric dinosaur-type beast or an overgrown lizard. Specifically, a dragon. So, the Native American legends from this area claim that parts of the lake are bottomless. And actually, some researchers have had problems finding the bottom of the lake with sonar at times. In addition, there's said to be a vast network of tunnels in, underneath the lake, some of which extend out all the way to the Pacific Ocean. Local Native American tribes also told stories of a water spirit that protected the lake. 
Now, when Europeans arrived and moved and settled out towards Washington, these tales changed a little bit. We go from having a water spirit to a water dragon. All of a sudden, the tunnels that exist underwater are full of treasure. And it just kind of became Europeanized, I guess I would say. Now, <laughs> a little whitewashed, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's much more exciting to have a water dragon than a water spirit. Yeah. Unless it's a dragon spirit, best of both worlds. Oh, yeah, oh. that's true. They weren't creative enough. They needed you back then. <laughs> we can get Christine to draw um, a little drawing of a, a dragon oh, that's spirit so for your great. thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. All right. So I know you're asking, where did this dragon come from? And I'm glad you asked because I've got the answer to that. <laughs> so apparently, back in 1812, a ship left Scotland carrying a chest with an invaluable treasure inside. This chest was under the never-ending watchful eyes of two mysterious women. When they approached the western shore of North America, the ship was caught up in a fierce storm that threatened the lives of all aboard. Now somehow and no legend says how, the ship kind of went from the Pacific Ocean into this lake. And the storm continued while the ship was in this lake and caused the chest to become dislodged, and it slid overboard. The captain, having sworn to protect the chest, tried to catch it, but was pulled overboard with the chest. That's when these two mysterious women jumped into action. They headed into water. One went towards the chest. One went for the captain. And apparently, as soon as they hit the water, they turned into these mermaid-like creatures. One managed to save the captain and pull him to safety. The other caught the chest, but rather than returning it to the ship, she swam deep, deep, deep in the water to one of the caverns, where she proceeded to open the chest and reveal not precious metals or jewels, but a single egg, allegedly a dragon's Ooh, egg. Twist, plot twist. That's right. Wow. So she built a little nest for it and left it there. And before much longer, it hatched. Now, the legends don't say what happened to the mermaids or the captain or this giant ship that's stuck in the middle of the lake. But that's allegedly how it came to be in the lake. So most reports describe this water dragon as basically an oversized crocodile that can fly. A report like from 1892. <laughs> <laughs> See, a report from uh, 1892 claimed that it managed to capture a man who was bathing in the lake. His two associates came to help, attacking the water dragon with fire but the creature just dove into the waters and took his victim with him. Now, the yeah, creepiest that sounds very part, crocodile. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, and I, I imagine in my mind it doing this beautiful kind of like backflip as it flies into the water. Very <laughs> like elegant. A I, I, yes. A I saw like this death roll. You know that death roll that the crocodiles do? Oh, I kind of saw that, but it's like around. really big in the yeah, so and they twist and twist, but the wings are like mm. all over the place. We just have crocodiles here. So what a beautiful <laughs> image. We've, we've got alligators. Those are close. 
Yeah, mm, or just right. smaller. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and here's the spookiest tale related to the water dragon. In 1945, a school bus actually crashed into the lake. And a there team weren't of any di- kids. Yes. Were the kids? Oh, no. The school bus was in. Maybe it was after drop the kids off. No, it's as bad as it can be. Oh, oh, okay. So, so, of course, they sent a team of divers to recover as many children as they could. And the divers, I think, went down about 200 feet. And they found the bus, but they couldn't get close to the bus because they claimed a dark shadow kept circling the bus. And after a few minutes of trying to find a way around it, they came back up and refused to go back in the water, claiming the shadow monster was too much to deal with. What? So that's our first story of the five. Wow. I'm just like, what happened to the kids? Yeah. (laughs) I guess if you believe the story, they're still in the school bus. Well, that. (laughs) As horrible as that sounds. That's awful. Like, I was listening. I got into, like, a a YouTube rabbit hole the other day where I was watching, like, people who got um, trapped and stuff in caves and, like, underwater caves and stuff. That just seems like a bad way to go. Like, deep down in a cave underwater in a school bus? No. Anytime I see people like diving through those underwater tunnels, just like, you know, to explore and pop out, like, nope, that's never a good idea. You you can't see where it ends. You don't know if it's going to be a dead dead end or like if you're going to be able to turn around or something. I just don't think it's a good idea. And how easy is it just to get lost, to lose up from down? Exactly. Even like normal caves. So, so yeah, well, that, I feel like this is a double-sided story. It's like a creepy creature and also, I mean, just the creepiness of not knowing what lurks in like a bottomless lake. Exactly, exactly. That was a nice creeper. Thank you. Yes. That well, bottomless lake thing made kind of like, it kind of reminded me of the, um, the Loch Ness Monster because everyone's like, oh, well, how is it fitting in the lake if the lake is so small? But what if it's not that small? Dun, dun, dun. That's right. And and those tests were conducted by the Navy testing new sonar equipment. So mm. it wasn't Yeah, just... that's a lot more legitimate, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But we haven't maybe. gotten to the Loch Ness yet. We haven't gotten <laughs> yeah. to that episode yet. So I haven't done the adequate amount of research, but it just made me But I'd say that. this sounds pretty Yeah, it does. Mm. No, definitely. All these sea creature type things have like a bit of a lock like a, 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 a what is it called? Nessie. Nessie vibe. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of them, if you look. It seems like every state in America has some sort of water monster and mm. every province in Canada. It's There bizarre. is a South African one, too. Something about like a tribal princess making a deal with some sort of, well, first needing to battle this thing and then ended up using it to fight for her tribe back. But I actually totally forgot what it was, gonna, what it was about. I was going to do it for an episode and I ended up doing something else. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can do that again sometime. Yeah, we need a bonus episode or something. Oh yes, because you're one of our patrons. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're a true supporter of Dead I, Curious. I told y'all I like the show. <laughs> we appreciate. So, well, thank you. We appreciate you, you Brad. 
And I appreciate <laughs> you. y'all. Oh, thanks. I'll give you a shout out. All our episodes. Okay. Soothing <laughs> egos. Love y'all so much. So much love <laughs> up in here. So much love up in here. So glad just, that you survived and that you're yeah, happy and healthy. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Me too. My wife is kind of fond of that too. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Was it her that was like responding? Because like I was sending emails and messages. And I'm like, oh my God, are you alive? Are you okay? We're praying there for you. Are you all right? Shame. Yeah. All right. So but we digress. Sorry. This is what happens when you're with when you record with two girls. I know. I need season. a way to snap y'all back into shape. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest like an a whip that can go through the screen. Yeah. If I had one interdimensional be used. whip. Yes. <laughs> or just that whip app. That whip. That whip. Oh my gosh. That whip app where you press it and it goes and then we'll know. Okay. Whoops. We. Yeah, I didn't come prepared, apparently. Well, we know for next time, but continue. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Please, story two, story well, two. Actually, what I was going to do is end each story with getting y'all's reactions individually oh. to the story. So, okay, Jess, if you'll go first, yeah, kinda so- tell me what you think of the story and then rate the believability of it from one to ten, where ten would be this is your new religion and your life will be devoted to it. <laughs> And one would be not even a three-year-old would believe this garbage. Wow. I like the scale that I'm working with today. Um, I spent hours on it. (laughs) I could tell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, hmm. first of all, um, I'm a big fan of cryptids in general um, and specifically dragons. Like, I enjoy the fantasy of having a dragon as a pet. So just in general, I really love the story. And I like I like how they incorporated the mermaids into, you know, like the whole how the dragon got into the lake thing. Man, just like <sighs> cryptids and, and things crossing paths. I love that. I think it's a great story. Um, yeah, I've already left my comment about the the um the lake, bottomless lake thing. Um I had one one other one other comment. I forgot what it was. Oh, yes. Um, one thing that I remembered from one of our episodes, the um Karoo Mermaid one, um, when you said like they, they didn't want to go dive down and look for like continue looking for the school bus because of that shadow thing. It reminded me of oh. when the workers didn't want to continue working on what they were rebuilding pipes or something. They yeah, it was like, the Zimbabwe. Yeah, the Zimbabwean mermaids. Yeah, um, yeah, in Zimbabwe they were fixing a dam, oh, and yeah, the yeah. mermaids were circling around and attacking the divers so, who were trying to fix the dam. They refused to yeah, keep I, working. That's what I like. I immediately yeah, thought I, of that. Yeah, I also like. I was like, this sounds familiar. It's from that. Yeah, good catch. Thank you. Thank you. Also, a promo to our episode. <laughs> Shame. Don't put too many plugs in this <laughs> Sorry, it was it was unintentional, but it just remind, made me think of that. Um but yeah, so those are my my comments, like the things that popped out for me the most. Um your rating. My rating. You see, okay, as much as I love dragons, I I don't think um this will become my new religion. So I'm gonna give it <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give it like a, like a six. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six. It's pretty up there, but it's not like, 
it's, you know, it could they there are better stories out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, Miss Roxanne. Well, um I do th- for entertainment entertainment wise, I'd give this a solid eight. It's definitely one of those stories where if we were doing American stories, it would probably do one that I, that's something I would pick to talk about. Um, I like how you told the origin story. Like I like to see where it came from and how the cultures and stuff changed it because mm-hmm. especially in South Africa, we see a lot of that. What yeah. what was like yeah, what was like a maybe a more traditional um, belief or story it gets changed when other other cultures come into the melting pot, which is modern day society. So I, I, I quite liked that change. It was interesting to see. Love mermaids. Mermaids are always a, have are always a fun, creepy feminist twist to a story. So this has got like all of the big entertainment factors for me, but for believability. Uh, I'm not as big into cryptids as Jess's. <laughs> so I would probably maybe say two. Like I see not a not a not a, a two-year-old believing it, maybe a one-year-old would be like a good religion for a one-year-old. Um so, so yeah, so so yeah, so I'd say an eight for entertainment and like spooky campfire story vibes, but maybe a, a two. I'm not I'm not close to worshipping any any water dragon at this point. Yeah. I think that's why mine's probably at like a six. Because it's good, but it's not like I think what brings it down in believability is like the lack of first hand encounters from other people. You know? That's cool. Yeah, that's cool by story though. That that I that do is. believe that's a ten. That yeah. section, like I think I would I wanna find out more about that particular sighting mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's that's worth more i think there's some maybe there's something i think this is okay this is a good way to sum up what i think i think there's something in the lake i don't think it's a dragon hmm. okay but that's the funnest part of the story is it being a dragon yeah well you know they say that water <laughs> big bodies of water are like catalysts for creepy stuff whether it be cryptid or like spooky spiritual things so if you have like a bottomless lake because i mean most lakes you can get to the end you can get to the bottom mm-hmm. so the fact that this one is uniquely deep i think means it has the potential to be hiding some pretty nasty stuff you get maybe a giant at the bottom of the ocean so like just imagine what could be at the bottom of the lake Ooh. yes well i'll jump in and i'll say that i think i at least from the notes I've written down, I kind of completely agree with Roxanne. Um, it's the deepness of the lake is interesting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we don't really know what is at the bottom of most bodies of water. True. But I, I, you know, I'm not the sort of guy that sports t-shirts with dragons on them. Um, I'm not. That's a pity. I know. <laughs> I, I think it would be cool if dragons were real, but I haven't seen any evidence of it. And what stories we have here, I couldn't really find any corroborating sources to go along with it. So I, I give it a two. And that's only because <laughs> of the lake. So. Same Z's. All right. We all ready for the next one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Always ready. Number four on our list, since y'all like mermaids so much. I've got oh. 
Yay. Mud mermaids. Oh, wow. I already love it. Yeah, that sounds six. cool. You're yeah. starting at six. It goes up and down. Okay, I'm up for this game. We're starting at six. <laughs> All right. So the mud mermaids of Indiana are a supposedly famous cryptid. Now, what should clue you into a problem, first of all, is Indiana is a completely landlocked state. So it doesn't touch the ocean. So how, my friends, do you get yourself a mud mermaid? Well, apparently they live in the Ohio River. And a mud mermaid is an enchanting creature that has been described Actually, from the Cincinnati Enquirer, the local newspaper there, it described these creatures as follows, and I'm quoting. The beast is about five feet in length. Its general color is yellowish. The body between the four legs resembles that of a human being. Back of its hind legs, it tapers to a point. The extremities resemble hands and are webbed and furnished with sharp claws. It's devoid of hair. Its ears are sharp pointed and stand up like those of a dog. So as you can tell, these are just, the description is just gorgeous. I can't stop thinking about them. <laughs> but they've only been seen one time ever. And that was by a group of men who were exploring the area, led by a former Confederate captain from Kentucky by the name of J.M. Osier. He claimed that they stumbled across two of these creatures frolicking in the muddy waters. He thought that one was a male and one was a female, with the male being particularly aggressive towards the party. He also wow. believed them to be carnivorous because he saw that they were surrounded by fish bones, mussel shells, and remains of other animals. And like I said, sadly, this is the only known sighting of these magical-sounding creatures they pop up one time in history and then disappear so hmm. that's all i could find on these mud mermaids of indiana okay what are your thoughts on this we'll start with miss roxanne this time i think it was a solid six all the way through because even though there is only one sighting of them in history, it kind of lines up with a lot of the other stuff you hear about landlocked mermaids, mm. um, like the South African Karoo mermaid, also landlocked. But um, they think that mermaids pop up in these areas because it was areas that were once like um, under the ocean when the when the sea line was higher like millions of years ago and they've just sort of evolved and adapted or whatever and i love those like little um what do you call those little catfish things that like literally live and hibernate in mud so i'm like i don't <laughs> yeah, think that yeah. mermaids would be beyond that so i think solid six all the way around like it just it just lines up and also the the one time it was seen was by um what did you say that that guy was he was an official of some kind yeah, he was a uh, captain. Of them? A uh, captain? Was captain it, in the military. So was it his friends or with him or his crew with him when they saw these mermaids? All, all I know is it was a party he had put together to explore the area. Hmm. So uh, okay. But that sounds or something. 
it sounds a bit more official than they were just going to go drink by the river. So right. I'd, I'm willing to go as high as six on this. I, I'm not totally ruling out mud mermaids. Plus, that's such a cool twist. Mud mermaids. Yeah. And it makes yeah. them sound so sexy. It does. Oh, and the description did that job very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, solid six from me. Okay, awesome. All right, Jessica the Grand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what say you? Um, unfortunately, my score's been moved down from a six. I'm going to go for like a four because I do still really enjoy the idea of mud mermaids as well. And I don't think it's impossible um, as my, my my sister mentioned, um, it's very similar to what we described in the Karuma made one. So it's not like completely implausible that they could be a thing. However, the description reminded me very much of those um, Discovery Channel mermaids, although it was very realistic. <laughs> like not having the hair again, it reminded me of the Discovery Channel mermaids. And how those people were all supposedly researchers and scientific what what's what's and it's yeah that you know what that whole that whole thing just ruined mermaids for me so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've been traumatized by uh, yeah, that supposed documentary yeah. uh, I was a bit disappointed I do enjoy the story mm. though and I think that if mermaids were a real thing that is most likely what they would look like not like um, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I think the description also kind of sold it for me because it was kind of like the dog ears. I'm like, I haven't heard that before, but that sounds like something that would happen to a creature that like needs to be carnivorous in like like a muddy area. I don't know. I liked yeah, it, it. It fits the environment. So I think like the, the story itself is really good. The cryptid being a mud mermaid specifically is really cool and it's quite fresh. But yeah, mermaids, mermaids are a touchy subject for me right now. <laughs> So. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to trigger you. I'm sorry. No, it's cool, man. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we mermaids. get triggered by mermaids. <laughs> I love mermaids. I love the idea of them, but it's just at the back of my mind. I, it's just Discovery Channel, and then I'm destroyed. <laughs> but yeah, my I think my final answer is four. I y'all make some good points. I had to consider. <laughs> In fairness, no job. Um, <laughs> We have debated the 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 mermaid thing for many people. <laughs> yeah, you, I think we have a couple of years on you in yeah. regards to yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, beyond the Little Mermaid, I don't have much experience <laughs> with uh, these creatures. Um, <laughs> the fact that they've only been seen once bothers me a lot. Yes, that is well. And yeah. you know, you get a bunch of men out in the woods, <laughs> and I. I don't know if y'all know this, but men aren't really the most mature creatures on earth. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And some of us like to drink a little too much. I, I I can just see this being a scenario where basically none of this happened. So I, I'm really somewhere around a one or a two on it. I, I, I really don't buy into it. I, I figured it was going to be pretty low because at the beginning you said they were supposedly famous. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you didn't believe their fame to begin with. Well, th there's just very little information about them mm -hmm. to begin with. <laughs> True. I mean, obviously that story was much shorter than our water dragons. Yeah. Um, But when you only have one sighting, how much information can you really have? That's true. True. So, True. 
maybe they moved on to better gigs and have set up a better life for themselves. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our next story is not about mermaids. It is a significant change in direction. At number three, we have the man-eating lotus of Nubia. Oh, I hate the way that sounds, but it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) So, in fairness, this falls under the category more of cryptobiology than cryptozoology. Which I'm not very familiar with, so I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this no, I mean, and this is um, this is kind of the Bigfoot of the crypto biology world. Mm-hmm. So if if you want to get some fame and you don't want to hunt down a giant killer monkey man, you could go after a killer plant like this. That's cool. I'm I fine. think that's, that's more my style. I'm not into ghost hunting or cryptid finding. <laughs> I think I'll I'll give this a whack. All right. Well, this one the legends tell us that there's a mysterious plant hidden in northern Egypt that has a particular taste for human flesh. This man-eating lotus of Nubia is alleged to be this beautiful and massive lotus tree with stunning flowers that grow and produce delicious, sweet-smelling fruit. It lures in hungry and tired travelers and explorers and then viciously devours anyone who touches its fruit. So we have a report from 19, I'm sorry, from 1881. Explorer Phil Robertson wrote that that he was leading a party in this area when his uncle, who was part of the party, approached this very plant to examine it more closely. And when he did, the plant attacked, grabbing his uncle with tremendous force from its vines, which acted like limbs. The uncle was able to grab his sidearm and emptied every bullet he had into the plant, but it didn't slow it down. He was then forced to hack away at its vines and at its center mass with the only knife he had, and he barely escaped with his life, and only because one of the native guides actually got captured and eaten by the plant. So in writing about his experience, Robinson noted that the tree was surrounded by skeletons of a variety of animals, including birds. And that didn't affect him off. Well, they were hidden by the tall grass, which grew around the tree. Ah. So see, it's a sneaky little bugger. (laughs) He described the fruit as something amazing. Golden orbs shaped like pears that hung from vines and dropped the delicious dew all hours of the day. Yet the fruit was jealously guarded by these black roots that shot out of the ground uh, to surprise victims in an effort to earn a meal without a struggle. There's also tales that the leaves themselves can absorb blood, just as regular leaves absorb sunlight. And allegedly it can drain a man dry in less than a minute. Hmm. One distinguishing feature of this man-eating plant is that it always grows alone. Allegedly, it poisons the ground around it so that no other plants can grow nearby, thus making this giant tree stand out to travelers and animals anymore. So, that is our story on the man-eating lotus of Nubia. It's... Very different than most cryptid stories, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into it. What's 
Let's go back to you, Jessica. Sure. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I really love that. That's so unique and different to like any other cryptid story. Um, I don't know what to rate this. I'm going to give this a pretty high one. Um, I'd say maybe I'd give it a six or a seven for now. I haven't really convinced myself yet. Um, okay. Okay. So I don't think that like a, a man or animal eating plant is completely out of the question. You do get some really massive plants like that. Um, I think it's called the, the corpse plant or corpse flower or something. That thing is huge. So I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility to have a plant big enough to devour a person or other animals. And carnivorous plants are known to attract their prey with sweet smells and things like that. Um, and they do generally absorb the like the bodies and flesh of their victims. So that part I do believe. What's making it not so believable for me is the bones and skeletons like lying on the outside of the plant because that I feel like would have to be like how would the plant spit that out you know if they if they devour the body the bones would have to be dissolved as well so I'm a bit iffy I didn't expect that, that bro cryptids are my thing really <laughs> 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 yeah, like I love the story so much I think this plant is freaking amazing um yeah I wouldn't go look for it <laughs> I'm fine just chilling in my room <laughs> Um, but yeah, I know I love that. So I think like purely on the fact that it's an enjoyable story, it's something new and interesting. I'm going to give it a pretty high score. So just on entertainment fact, I'd say six or seven, but believability is maybe like three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Foxy Roxy, it's your turn. Well, First of all, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Little Shop of Horrors, and I'm getting like <laughs> those vibes here. So beefy. I'm already starting. To cry. Huh? Oh, beefy, feed me more. More <laughs> feed me. Um, yeah. If this was the um, Tree of Knowledge, I think things would have turned out a bit differently. Um, <laughs> so, from a theoretical point of view. <laughs> No, um, I don't know. Like, I want to believe this one. So it's definitely making it difficult for me to decide on a rating. Like, I want to say 10. Like, I want to find the all-knowing, all-eating <laughs> tree thing. And I've always I've always found, like, Venus flytraps pretty fascinating. I don't believe the story, the eyewitness account. Okay, mm -hmm. yes, I think that's that's how I'm going to rate it. I don't believe the the... The first hand encounter thing I think just sounds like these guys had a boring trip and they needed to sweeten the deal a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, but I, I I wouldn't say that it's not impossible to have something like that. Like, what if some sort of giant Venus flytrap like lived from the Jurassic era or something? Totally. Like, you know, like I mean, how big was the cockroaches were like the size of people like millions of years ago? So oh, yeah, why not? Actually. So, okay, I wouldn't say that that is now, was it the Lotus of Nubis? 
Mm. I wouldn't say that it is my God, but I would definitely say I might, if I had the cash, I'd go to Egypt and see if I couldn't find something like that. I'd, I'd say maybe an eight. I'll I'm give it an eight because I want it to be, <laughs> I want it to be real. And uh, I think uh, it could be. Mm, definitely um, plausible. But maybe, maybe, maybe they did, maybe they did um, exaggerate the stories a little bit. Mm-hmm. That, that's my official standing. How about you, buddy Brad? <laughs> I um I I find it plausible. Um, I don't think it's something that exists today. I I mean, a killer plant that can't move, I think, would have been wiped out by you know Egyptian forces or even tribal forces um, by this point in our history. But I think it's possible that it could have existed. Mm. Um, so I guess I put the believability and I'm much more of a curmudgeon, I guess, when it comes to writing these, <laughs> I put it somewhere around a four. Um, I think it's possible. We don't have, you know, we don't have any evidence, fossil evidence that I know of, of it. And we don't have any living today that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So I, I, Fours, but that's my highest number too. So I was going to so say, we had this thing. <laughs> oh, is that how you did it? You're giving us the least believable ones, and the one your your ten is like number five. Um, oh, I no. just tried to do it in the order I found the most interesting. Mm, okay, not necessarily the most believable. Okay, cool. All right. right. When we get but, to number one, I have a feeling that none of y'all will rank it as very believable, but it's an awesome oh, story. It's <laughs> okay. awesome story. Yeah, I like that point that you made, but, you know, um, it's plausible, first that mm. being a good word, plausible that it could have existed. I think, I, I but I believe it more strongly than you. Mm. Yeah. I like your point that you made, like, not there not being enough evidence, because even my reasoning was based on what we already know of other carnivorous plants. So it's, you know, it's not really something you can base off of facts that you can research. It's just like general knowledge, I guess. So that's, that was a good right. point. I still well, thank you. Story, <laughs> I'm glad I'm bringing something to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> also be a really, really boring podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, y'all are, y'all are putting the meat on the bone here. I'm just tagging along, it feels like. You can't have meat on the bone without the bone. <laughs> All right, ready for number two? Yes. Okay, number yes. two, which I can't believe this is a cryptid, and I love it, is Stickmen. Ten. Oh, yes. I'm sold. I'm sold. I started an eight. <laughs> I'm starting ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now these guys are exactly what they sound like. Two-dimensional stick figures come to life. They've got the round head, the little stick arms, the line, single line of a body. I love it. It's staying all the way. And no matter what angle they're viewed at, they look the same. And, of course, they're jet black because everybody drew stick figures in black. I love it. Yes, I I believe it. <laughs> All right. So these guys are somewhat flexible in their height. They can range anywhere from the size of an average man to several feet taller than what humans can reach. 
Okay. They are not known to make any noises or sounds. They cast no shadows since they're a two-dimensional being. And some people claim that the area surrounding a stick man feels kind of as if it's overcharged with static electricity. Mm. Okay. Now they're peaceful creatures, I guess we'd say. There's never been a reported attack by a stickman. And actually, if you approach a stickman and they see that you can see them, they run away in fear. Um, except kind of like in a third grade-ish cartoonish nature because they have little twigs for legs. So they do this oh, loping, yeah. slow gait as they Aww. stumble away from <laughs> <That's> you. cute. <laughs> I'm creepy. Yeah. A little bit. So there's a cryptozoologist by the name of Mark Wolfgang Miller who claims to have actually encountered a stick man. Okay. He described it as being thin as a twig. And this particular one stood over 12 feet tall. He said he took a picture of it, but it was impossible to see it because it blended in with the trees in the background so well. Our convenience story. Very. Mm -hmm. Now, stick men are considered newer cryptids. They first came sliding into the scene in the late 2000s. Although there is a report as early as 1978 about these things. Um, Okay. And just to clarify, there's these creatures are not related to shadow people or the infamous Slender Man. Uh, okay, see, I, I, I was was awesome. Okay. Yeah, they're their own animal. Okay. So I found that 1978 report, and it's pretty long and detailed, but here's the long and short of it. Okay. It was reported by a gentleman known only as Simon. Uh, he, it was somewhere in the UK. I couldn't pin down exactly where, but to paraphrase what he reported, it was Halloween of 1978 and he was out with a group of about 10 friends and they were just hanging out in a valley talking and drinking and doing kind of what teenagers do. After being there for about 45 minutes, one of the members of the group jumped up yelling that a bee had gotten into his hair. The rest of the party, however, saw behind him the stick man. It was very close to the friend and was moving in almost a dancing motion, as he described it. The friend claimed to be hearing this horribly loud buzzing sound coming from inside his own head. And one one other member of the party could hear the same noise, but she heard it coming from outside of her head. Oh. So they decided that, oh, yeah. So they decided that um, maybe they should move on. And they went back to the house they were spending the night at. When they went to, when Simon went to bed, he reported seeing his friend who had been confronted by the stick man uh, getting ready for bed. And when he bent over, a black blob dropped from his hair. Ew. (gasps) Oh. And the blob slowly turned into a stick man. No, what? Yes. I don't like this. Now, apparently, like apparently, he didn't do anything but go hide behind the curtains. And Simon reported, you know, being scared initially, 
But when he fell asleep, he said he had the best sleep of his life. And then the ah. next morning, the stick man was gone. So that's what spending an evening with the stick man apparently is like. And if you're interested, I've got a link in my show notes to a Mysterious Universe article that contains about six or seven more stories like Simon's and also has some alleged pictures of Stickman. So I'm going to can check that out. I'm oh, that's exactly where I'm going when we're done recording this. <laughs> so that's the story of the Stickman. Roxanne, Love it. tell us what you think. I think drugs. I think there was a lot of drugs <laughs> in and around this entire story. Um, I'm going to look into it, though, because my interest has been piqued. That is like the, the perfect, it's like the perfect mix of uh, like uniqueness, like it's almost a bit too crazy for someone to make up, which, which that that's that sort of makes me feel like they it, it, like give it a bit of a glimmer of believability, you could say. Just that I mean, how ob, like a stick man? What? Mm. Um, oh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna be very boring and frustrating and say five. Oh, I'm gonna need to. Time. I'm gonna need to. Um, so I can't go either way. I'm I'm super split. I, I'm very interested in the story. I do believe a lot of drugs were involved in this thing, but that doesn't mean that it's, they didn't see something real. Um, I'm going to say five, and I'm going to have a look at that link because I need to know more about stick people. Like, like this is my new obsession. Obsession, not religion. So not ten. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yes. I'm going to stick with five. Sorry, but five. Okay. All right. All right. Jessica, your turn. I have two different scores. So for believability, I'm going for two. Because, I mean, like, stick them in. Come on. (laughs) Okay. And then for enjoyment, because I loved all of that, I'm going to say, like, a nine- I'm going down from the initial 10 because the thing falling out of his hair is just gross. And then they fell asleep <laughs> with that thing behind, like, you know, it's behind the curtain, but you're going to go to sleep. No, I'm sorry. I'm coming from the girl who would be haunted and just turn around and fall asleep. Uh, yeah. So I, because I just... can't see those things. That's easy. No, I've never seen <laughs> it. So if we did, like, if you could see it. If a child, if I saw these things, I would have been out <laughs> years ago. <laughs> no, excuse me. Kyle, do you hear the sass my little sister gives me? I detected a little bit of it. There's some spice on that. Okay, wait, can I change I my name to Jessica the Sassy? Cow. <laughs> Jessica the Sassy. I edit the episodes when she's a little cow because then I can like edit her out. <laughs> I do the same thing with my eye. Okay, but anyway. <gasps> Yeah, now you see this is this is this is how we are behind the scenes. Right. <laughs> Just bigger than my sisters do. <laughs> it's understandable. Okay, so um, you are ruining that show now. <laughs> Let me get to I my feel like as the host, I'm the it's the scene from Spider-Man when he's trying to hold the tugboat together as it slowly <laughs> rips apart. <laughs> That's a good reference. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Okay, I'm not saying anything. No, no, it's enjoyable. <laughs> All right. 
Okay. So I have a, a few points that I want to just mention. So first of all, if this is a real thing, I would like to suggest it being an interdimensional creature purely because of like that weird static energy that's supposedly around them. Um, I have no other reasoning. That's just what, that's the first thing that came into my mind. Second point is the encounter was during Halloween and they're teenagers and you said they were doing what teenagers do and what do teenagers do? They do drugs and alcohol on Halloween. So it could have easily been Halloween decorations and they had some weird like shared hallucinations. So yeah, definitely drugs and alcohol on this one. But How yeah. lazy are you if your decorations are like... <laughs> <laughs> We don't really have, we don't really do like the whole Halloween here thing here in South Africa, not as much as I would like to. But I mean, from what I understand, Brad, and you got to tell me if I'm wrong here, but like, if you sort of don't participate in the whole Halloween thing, people sort of low key give you the stink eye. Like, why aren't you participating? How would your neighbors judge you if you had like stick figures hanging from your trees outside the front? Well, I, I guess I have to give that two answers. Um, if you decorated with stick figures, yes, you would probably get the stink guy because they'd be like, <laughs> what on earth are you doing with your life? Um, but no, um, at least in the South, you know, we're a very, very, very conservative and Bible thumping part of the world. And so there's a lot of people who don't participate in Halloween. Um, so it's, uh, okay. it's, it's not that big a deal here. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think South Africa also um, very Christian, so um, very, very boring. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just boring in general. We we inherited only the boring um, holidays from America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, did we get final scores? Um, yeah, my believability one. Yeah, I'm still sitting at two for that one, and then enjoyment is nine i think it's fun and new and <laughs> interesting i'm definitely going to research those other things that you spoke about those other um encounters or i can't think of words right now because my brain is dead but i'm going to look into it because i i enjoy the story very much so that'll be a nine but believability is way lower See, I'm gonna and mine was a five and a ten for uh, ten for entertainment. That was the best story I've heard in a long time. But I, I, I like this one. Yeah, like this that one. that was awesome. It's so creepy. It's the right level of creepy. Yeah, I yeah. It. I well, loved it. I'm gonna shock y'all. Um, I actually like the story and kind of buy into it a little bit. Oh. Um, I think Simon's account. Is certainly open to a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a bit questionable, yeah. But Simon's not the only one to report these things. And the fact oh. that there's been so many reports, Good. such as the Mr. Miller, the cryptozoologist who allegedly mm -hmm. took a picture. And then again, there's the the reports that are posted on the Mysterious Universe website. Mm. Um, you know, if we're willing to believe in shadow people then why not stick men and i appreciate the fact that you know this isn't some malicious evil thing coming to get us like so many other cryptids mm -hmm. this is some creature that wants to be away from us it views us as a threat somehow smart um and 
to me, that increases the believability because if I was made of twigs, I would stay the heck away from humans too, because God knows what they would do to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm somewhere between a five and a six on this one. Oh, that's and pretty high for you. That is, that is. Good point, there's also that belief that um, just through the act of mass believing something that it could make it real. Sure. Mm. So what if us just believing and for generations drawing stickmen, it actually just sort of somehow we collectively created a stickman? If you, mm. yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to throw theories out here. Sure. I'm not saying it's, it's it, but. Interdimensional yeah. being. Shaped like a stick man, which cracks me up. <laughs> Maybe it is just us in a two-dimensional form. Humans in, in, in 2D land. I don't know. Maybe that's what happens when we die. We turn into stick men. Oh. Yeah. That's a bit weak. <laughs> <laughs> There's your bucket of water for fun. <laughs> you just play hangman for eternity. That's right. <laughs> With these evil humans. Oh, we look at what we do to our poor stick men. I know. No wonder they don't have good lives. That's why they Shame. run away. <laughs> we'll hobble away. Or, or yeah, whatever you want to call it. Running's probably too generous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's swimming. ready for number one? Yes. yes. I don't know how. I don't know how you can get better than stick men, Brad. So oh, we're getting better. We're getting better. Okay, cool. Let's hear it. All right. I'm excited throughout this interview. Number one. I know. <laughs> Number one on our list is known only as the X monkey. The, I don't like that. What? The X monkey. <laughs> the Monkey's- X monkey. Okay. Oh, no. All right. So the X monkey is a cryptid that was allegedly created in a lab, possibly. By Mr. Albert Einstein himself. Uh, Okay. Rumors have it that explorers in Kenya have found an abandoned laboratory that contains equipment like you would see in a classic sci-fi movie. You know, it's got the tank to hold the specimen. There's surgical equipment. Basically everything you would need to run in a, a creepy lab in the jungle. And there was also obvious signs of a struggle. That sci-fi-ish tank was broken, and something escaped from there. These explorers found two types of hair in the building. One was from an orangutan. The other could not be identified, and researchers believed it to be artificially created. The explorers also found something else. Blueprints of something that was entitled merely... Now, creepily, these blueprints matched exactly what several local members of the Kenyan population had reported to police. Some sort of monkey resembling an orangutan that was cybernetic. Yeah, a cyborg monkey. Cyborg monkey. Yes. It is said that a. Oh, I hate the story, Brad. What? This is great. Enjoy this is gold. Now. Going down very quickly. Uh, I'm, I'm scared. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, I interrupted, but I'm, I'm getting anxious. I'm getting anxious. Okay. 
All right, so they they were sightings of a cyborg, cybernetic monkey. Yes. It basically looks like an orangutan, but with a half-robotic face and a red Terminator-style eye. (laughs) So, why is Albert Einstein tied to this? Well, it's rumored that whenever he was asked about the X project, he would do anything he could to change the subject. He would become very uneasy when this topic was brought up and would even leave rooms so that he could avoid discussion of it. Now, of course, Einstein's a genius-level scientist, but he was not a master of all scientific disciplines. He was a physicist. Yeah, Yeah, he wasn't a biologist or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Not a monkey doctor. You know, not a gen- geneticist, not a computer scientist. Right. But, you know, maybe ex-monkey needed a world-class physicist. I don't know. I'm just a lawyer. I'm not a cyber monkey expert. <laughs> now, this cryptid has been unusually tricky to track down. People believe it's either A, because only one ex-monkey was created before it escaped, or B, because the X monkeys have some crazy predator-like skills where it can turn invisible and stuff. Oh, you mean predator like the alien predator, not like exactly. predator nation. <laughs> okay, I'm liking the story a bit more. And from, you know, southwestern Kenya, I believe, has some rainforest, which would be the perfect area for a predator of the alien versus predator world to hide in, right? So... That is the story of the X-Monkey, my favorite of them all. So I think it's your turn to start us off, Jess. Yeah. Any of this an 8 or a 10 or... Uh, stop leading the witness. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> me, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a lawyer, I made a bit lower than that. Um... <laughs> Now, I'm reducing your scale of between 8 and 10. You have to believe this one. (laughs) (laughs) I have no choice. Um, Look, this is is such a fascinating story. Um, Believability. There's too many things to think about for me to, like, give an immediate answer. The testing lab thing, I feel like, that's that's very likely to be true um you know animal and human testing is like obviously a thing and things like clones and whatever have proven to be true so like that aspect definitely believable um and also things like that are known to be kept secret so 100% like nine for that part of the story I don't know cyborg cyborg monkey Terminator monkey that can disappear. I don't know. Believability is like very low on that one. Like two, maybe. <laughs> um, scare factor. I've added an, a new scale in this one. Scare factor, I think, would be like a 10 because that's terrifying. <laughs> um, monkeys are dangerous enough as it is. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, to mix it with yeah. the Terminator. No, no. So it's like, yeah, it's a 10 and a th- Two and a nine, a ten, nine, two. How much is that? <laughs> Twenty. What's a twenty-one? Yeah, twenty-one. So if we average it out, it's a seven. Okay, cool. Seven. That's my final. <laughs> I'm okay with seven. You can tell it's more. Like 
you an evening bias. Your bread's actually calculating shit, and I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? I can't. No, <laughs> but yes, yeah, I'm being helpful. <laughs> I feel like you may have intentionally um, pushed it up a bit <laughs> to a seven. But <laughs> I would never <laughs> monkey with it. No. Thank you. See Thank what you. you yeah, I love thing. how in your show. All right, Roxanne, your turn. Tell us I how much you how, love it. I love how in your show when you make jokes, um, and there's you don't have like a receiver like I do. Like if I make if I deliver a joke, then Chase is there to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. But I love how like I laugh when I'm busy listening to KMH, and then like, yeah, I was laughing, and then you carry on as if you heard me. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> other people feel that that happens with me all the time. I kind of love it. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, but back to the monkey thing. Um, The story I hated because it mixes like two things that I'm very, very like, oh, like I, you know, like AI and cybernetics, that stuff just, um, South Africa, we would say, grills me. It just just, like gives me the heebies. I just, I, I, I don't actually know how else to, yeah, I'd say, Scare factor, I'm I'm voting uh, and believability, I'm voting it. <laughs> um, Do those translate yeah. into numbers by any chance, or is, 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 um, is that I, South African I, math? To me. <laughs> um, I think I agree with Jess. Like it's definitely a ten scare factor. Like I hate that. I mean, we had baboons on our university campus that we had to like fight off almost daily. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, they, 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 they like well, but no, baboons are actually sorry, um, off the coast. But I mean, yeah, we had monkeys in the campus, and we had to like fight them off, especially wherever you eat lunch, because they were trying like my best friend, the monkey stole her bag, and she was afraid of the monkey, so I had to chase after this monkey. But now the monkey also had a baby, so I'm like, oh, this monkey's gonna bite me. Anyway, so monkey didn't bite me. I got the bag back, but uh, your monkeys are very unpredictable and they're very clever. And then you still want to turn it into a robot. They're crazy strong. Mm. And I was like, like scarred as a child when I watched that episode of Oprah where that lady had her, her face ripped off by a monkey. Oh God. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So that kind of scarred me from like a pretty young age. So I just, I I don't mess with monkeys. So I just, no, this is just a very, why bread? (laughs) Um, because it's a monkey it's an ex-monkey or like x-men ex-monkey exactly (laughs) it reminds me of that monkey from powerpuff girls look i want to say that i don't think it's believable at all but at the same time i also know that whenever we experiment on anything on anything we always start with the poor monkeys so like maybe the lab exists, but I don't think that there's like a a mutant cyborg money uh, monkey running free in Kenya. Mm-hmm. I have a friend from Kenya, so I'm going to ask her about that if she's heard of it. Because surely, but I definitely doubt um, Einstein's involvement. Maybe he was maybe he was avoiding questions about another Project X because like I'm a designer and like I name my project files X all the time. <laughs> So Are I've got any a of couple them projects. Monkeys? No, thankfully <laughs> not. No, yeah, thankfully not. That's a not. shame. Um, so yeah, um, if we're going to translate that to numbers, it's ten on scary, 
And I'll say maybe a two on believability. I'm willing to go as high as two. Mm-hmm. I think that was my believability. I thought it was seven. Okay, so your scare factor was 10, believability is two, and what's your entertainment score? So what is that, like a three? Uh, I mean, I suppose I was entertained uh, five. Okay, so ten, ten, five, three. Why have we got three Brad asked for one score. Why have yeah, we? Because why have we I, I made it a thing because stories are too dynamic for just one simple score. So scare factor next, was added on this one specifically. Oh no, the stick main one. I Sorry. think you're gonna have to upload a rubric to your <laughs> Facebook page so that people <laughs> <can>. <laughs> I'm just sitting here being thankful I didn't have 10 on the list because God knows how many numbers we'd have by the end. <laughs> no, we'll <laughs> rating the name. I think I think the X monkey is like a ten name. I literally thought there was a fourth person. <laughs> I got so confused. <laughs> Who this? <laughs> oh, changing my name to Jessica the dumb now. <laughs> I don't know right. you could do that. I'm Roxanne the Law. Oh, yes. Oh, you were that. what tidy microphone or something. <laughs> Yeah, party speaker. So, Brad, what a, you said you liked this story, but you didn't I love this it. story. But <laughs> I have a problem getting past the question of why would we need cybernetic monkeys in this world? They're and testing it for the people. I just think, I think that's the sort of project where you build up slowly. Mm. You, you know, cybernetic rats... Because if they got out of hand, we could probably control those. A cybernetic orangutan? You know, I've seen Planet of the Apes. (laughs) Yes. People warn us about about, um, AI taking over and monkeys taking over. So why are you marrying the two? Exactly. (laughs) Don't give them to each other. Yeah, no. Um, Robomonk. I, I I rate the story as a three only, and then two of those points are me just wanting it to be so true, so so powerfully <laughs> true. I want us to see somebody catch this Terminator style monkey out in the woods or out in the forest and bring it in for examination and questioning. I think that would just be the highlight of 2021 to make up for 2020. <laughs> All, all we need now is a, is a cyborg monkey to be true. Like what? Uh, like, <laughs> designed by Einstein. <laughs> designed by Einstein. The bot, the, the, the um, biotech. Uh, anyway, biotech my, my wish for, yeah, but I, my, my wish for this year for 2021 is that it'd be the boringest year ever. I just want everything to be boring. Boring politics, boring news. Like I would like a little bit of boring, and I don't think a an ex monkey for like will assist with that. Yeah. So you're saying a three believability, but two of those three points is because you really want it. So, what did you think entertainment wise? What's your entertainment <laughs> score? Uh, I I just 
I love the idea of this monkey stalking the rainforest mm-hmm. with no purpose in life. Um, <laughs> to destroy. <laughs> so, uh, Sadness. Entertainment, baby. I'd give it around an eight. Mm-hmm. And scare factor? It doesn't really scare me. Um, really? Because it's in Kenya and I'm oh, way okay. over here. You know, so I assume I have time to prepare for an army of cybernetic monkeys. Um, but all the cryptids are in America, so I think you guys have enough to worry about. Yeah, we Let do. Africa take the monkey. Let Africa take the ex, the ex- <laughs> yeah. monkey. We'll, deal we'll have the Bigfoots protect us. Mothman <laughs> will fly it away. <laughs> oh, Mothman. So, all right. Well, that's our five stories. Uh, what was y'all's favorite? The plant one. Oh, I feel like that. I one don't was, know. Yeah, surprisingly, I would I I wouldn't have expected my favorite to be a plant, considering how much I love cryptids. But I just loved that. Yeah, plant is my favorite. I love being creeped the flip out. So stick me. The most. The, yeah, Stickman was, was definitely the creepiest for me. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Stickman, but I love the idea of mud mermaids. Oh yeah. What did I, I score want to be what, Brad, were you were you keeping track? <laughs> what, what did I say was the most believable? <laughs> <laughs> Rubric. No, I, 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 Damn it! That, I, I do not <laughs> have that level of competency or foresight. So. <laughs> Also, since we started adding extra, extra. Um, exactly. Um, I'm going to, okay, to keep things simple, Dama Jessica, I'm going to um, just say stick. I think definitely the stick, the stick people were my favorite story. Don't know if it's the most believable, but it was my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the well, most that, creepy. And, yeah. And that's why I'm asking for favorites since we've already been through the believability mm-hmm. and the listeners can keep score at home on their own. Uh, which one was we the most into a, a drinking game That's right. <laughs> every time uh, jace adds a score take a shot <laughs> it, hey, well, i mean we I covered am. five things and we got up to three scores i don't I, again it just kept escalating i'm gonna listen to this episode again and play that game <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna call roxanne like i'm dying i need help never thanks brad this was so fun Uh, well my favorite was the x monkey surely you should know that dumb question yes come on (laughs) jessica the dumb (laughs) (laughs) all right well before we end this one we have to do our palate cleanser as is tradition on killing miss and hidden and normally my middle child, Eli, selects the jokes. But he couldn't perform his duty today because he was distracted by whatever eight-year-olds get distracted by. <laughs> so we actually have a joke from my five-year-old, Mr. Joe. So here's what he awesome. has for. What music do balloons hate? Um, I don't know. I don't wait, know. wait, wait, wait. Okay, no, I don't know. What music do balloons hate? They hate pop music. Yes, boy! You got it right at the last second. (laughs) Genius. 
Yes. Jessica the smart now she's mouth. Jessica the yeah, genius. <laughs> Is that your fourth or fifth title? Um, it was Jessica the Grand and Jessica the Sassy Avenger. It's the fourth one. Okay, fourth. Is that gonna be part of your drinking game too? Yeah, every time I chug <laughs> you have to chug. Double. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, again, thank y'all for being here. I enjoyed Thanks the so heck out of it. Us. If you would, please give one more shout out for your show. It's Dead Curious. Because we're curious. Amazing. Oh, thank you, Brad. Yes. Yeah, Brad, Brad listens to us. I do. Like he's like for real to pay for us. <laughs> I know. I pay money for the right Don't to listen. <laughs> and, oh, that's oh, true. You pay money because you like it. <laughs> <laughs> and your husband even called me adorable, I think, once. So that's what really turned me into a patron. Yes, he did. Oh. So. Uh, well, then I'll get him to shout out to you some more. Right. It won't increase <laughs> the money I'm paying out, but it'll continue the oh, keeping the wallet it. open. <laughs> uh, uh, I hear you have a patron or you're looking into getting a patron now. I, I have, yeah, I'm thinking Patreon. about it. The uh, COVID kind of slowed me down on making any major changes right now, but. At some point, I got to do something to kind of, you know, stop my wife from glaring at me every time she looks at the credit card bill. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, I hear you. thank you. I think this episode. Yeah, you was can awesome. catch us uh, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anywhere, thank you. everywhere. Thanks for having us. Anywhere, anywhere, we wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, please follow our Instagram. Because Christine, our illustrator, is amazing. She's mm -hmm. worth it. And uh, Brad, we look forward to having you guest on our show. I'm very excited about that. We'll be talking about yes. something our listeners have been wanting to hear about for a while. It'll be fun. We'll make it fun. Maybe not X monkey fun. fun, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't think many things can reach X monkey fun level. That's gonna be my new Thanks, standard Brad. for you have fun in life. <laughs> it's in, in, the X factor is right. X monkey. Would I rather be here or looking at X monkey? <laughs> that's a um, good way. That's a good way to live your life. Yeah, and y'all can substitute in your stick men or your mud mermaids or whatever you want. I don't want to see that stuff. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I just like to know. Uh, you're such a weenie. <laughs> That's why I'm doing a podcast. Otherwise, I'd have done a YouTube channel where we look for stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I think I'm looking. Fine. <laughs> nope. I might, I nope. might go looking. I might go on like for this stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap this up before y'all get too out of control because um, we're pushing it. <laughs> so thank you all to the listeners. You said we had 10 hours. I, I said we could do 10 hours. <laughs> Brad, Brad did not sign on for 10 hours. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Brad. Yep. It was a pleasure. Uh, it was awesome having y'all, and I hope we can do this again real soon. So, and to all the listeners, oh, we thank will. you for listening. And please, please, Thanks, please guys. go check out Dead Curious because they are a lot of fun, as you can tell. 
And as I always say, please, you know, be healthy, be safe, be kind. Life is hard enough. You don't need to be a burr in somebody else's saddle. Don't don't act like how Jessica treats Rotskayan. Um, <laughs> and we hope you have no the best week ever. So with that, <laughs> I'll say goodbye. And Brad, out. Thank you for listening to Kellen Missing Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com.